Happy Monday, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to a new dimension of greatness. I am your host, Felicia Atlas. Hope that everyone had a blessed weekend. I'm sure you did. I'm sure everyone has been blessed in the presence of God, enjoying the glory of God, enjoying the revelation and the word and the purposes that God has for your life. We are going to discuss a dimension of greatness today. Um, before I get into that, just want to let everyone know that I had a blessed weekend. want to say um, thank you to listening to a visitor from the Philippines that messaged me stating that she enjoyed the entire concept of the podcast. Um, oh, I'm so sorry. I cannot remember the name. Um, can't remember her name. But thank you so much for listening. I appreciate you all the way in the Philippines. And I just want everybody to continue to pray for me, um, pray for the Dimensions of Greatness podcast. Um, there are some things that the Lord is doing to expand and increase the uh, um, the effectual working power of this particular work. So just keep me in prayer um, as I'm doing for you, the people of God, praying that God will continue to reveal himself in a beautiful and powerful way. Allow God to anoint you with the oil of gladness. Remember, the oil of gladness is a very distinctive anointing. It's a power and a presence that will allow you to be strengthened with joy uh, by the spirit in your inner man. It's a beautiful thing I discussed last week about the worship and praise, the spirit of praise, the spirit of worship, and how God intends to visit us and make Himself known through communion and through um, communion, excuse me, and through fellowship in a very powerful and beautiful way. So, um, like I mentioned last week, I was engulfed by the presence of God. I didn't. I got so excited I didn't actually get to finish. <laughs> The uh, the story about um, when I saw the anointing, what I meant by that. But as we're discussing Levi, who is the third son of Jacob, remember the number three means to establish. Um, I'm going to get into that more and more and um, hope that everyone has been blessed by the 12 tribes, the 12 sons. I learn more and more every week. Um, there are lots, lot. there's more to learn. There's so much more that we need to know, but God is definitely without the shadow of a doubt, revealing himself in a very, very precious way. So even though we're on the third son, we're going to get into, we're going to recap on um, Reuben, the first son, Simeon, the second son, Levi, the third son, and we're going to touch a little bit on Judah. I'm not going to go too far into it because um, there's so much there, so many riches uh, of the royal anointing and uh, purposes in God. And I don't want to get ahead of myself because I want everyone to be able to conceive and grasp the concept of what God is saying when he gave birth to those promises. The blessing is housed in a territory and a governmental structure. That's not just for the children of Israel. That's for everyone in God. The blessing is attached to a governmental structure. It is deposited through promises, promise being fulfilled. That's what the Bible talks about. Fulfillment the promise is being fulfilled. It's being withdrawn from that account. It's being withdrawn from that account. And then the way that you spend the promise is directly connected to a contract of purpose. So you have the blessing, you have the promise, you have the purpose. We're going to get into that. There's 12 sons, 12 glories, 12 anointings, 12 powers, 12 governmental apostolic governmental structure and order available to the people of God to obtain the blessings of God. I have been blessed. The word of God has been coming forward in my life in a 
bold, powerful, beautiful way. So many things have been established in my life since starting the podcast. And I just want um, the same um, blessing to uh, trickle down and to um, to be imparted to the listeners of the Dimensions of Greatness podcast. A dimension is not a fancy word. It's not a complicated word. It just speaks of the availability and the um the opportunities in God concerning space for your blessing. Every blessing has space. Every opportunity has um, quantities and um, God is very meticulous in design. He's very meticulous in order. He's very meticulous in purpose and he sets things up and then he intends for us to gain access to him through revelation of those designs of those systems. That's how we gain closeness to God. That's how the kingdom of God is established on earth as it is in heaven. So it's nothing too deep. Um, It does take seeking and searching out in order to be immersed in the word of God, immersed in the promises of God. A dimension means that when that word is bestowed upon you, there's no devil in hell that can stop it. When you're in a dimension, it's just an invisible place. It's limitless, but it it takes you, it's it's taking you into a place of the word. Every word has a power connected to it. So the word of God is spoken over your life. Once you begin to um, initiate that word in your life, the dimension is formed. And when the dimension is formed, there is no piercing, no penetrating. The devil can do everything he can to stop you. But when that dimension is initiated, there's nothing that can be done. The will of God will be fulfilled in your life. So that's what the Dimensions of Greatness podcast is about. The will of God being fulfilled in our lives in a great and powerful way. We're still talking about dominion. We're still talking about dominion. We're still talking about dominion. Possessing the land, establishing territories and rights. That's why God said, go ahead and discuss the 12 tribes of Israel. There's no need to talk about Joshua. There's no need to talk about this. There's no need to talk about Revelation. There's no need to talk about this book, that book. Start with the beginning. Start with the foundation. So we talked about vision. We talked about Abraham. We talked about even Noah. We talked about Ezekiel, Elijah. There are different callings concerning vision so that you would have sight to understand that the eyes of your understanding would be enlightened, that you would understand the hope, the hope, the hope of his calling. There's a hope of the calling that we would walk in it boldly, that we would display it in the earth in a bold way, that we would boldly come to the throne of grace, obtain mercy and walk therein. What is the walking for? What is the running for? What is the, why do your feet need to be shod with the preparation? of the gospel of peace, it's to possess the land. It's to take dominion. It's to tread on serpents and scorpions. It's to bruise the head of the enemy under our feet in the name of Jesus. So there's a plan and there's a purpose, principles, powers, all of these things are being released by God on a daily basis. It's just up to us to accept it, to acknowledge him, to thank him, and to um, be obedient to the word that he has for us. So um, I talked about the anointing uh, last week, how I had a glimpse of it during the praise and worship encounter that I had. It was just a great and glorious time, but um, it's very difficult to explain certain spiritual visions because God is God. He doesn't reveal himself the way that people would think that he should because he wants to let it be known that I am God. So the things that he reveals can sometimes... um, be new. It's going to be a new thing uh, because the spirit of God is, it's a spirit of newness. So sometimes we will see things, hear things, experience things that we're not familiar with, but God will comfort us and let us know um, why these things are taking place. But uh, someone 
called me, as a matter of fact, um, last night with a question about the anointing. And so I said today that I was going to break it down in a beautiful way because the third son Levi is a pattern and he represents a pattern and he is a pattern and anointing has been released into the realm of the earth through the tribe of Levi that we would walk in an anointing. The anointing didn't just come from the baptism of the Holy Ghost. The anointing was spoken of, mentioned, operated in and established in the Old Testament after the son, well, the, it was there before the tribe of Levi, but it was dispersed. Every anointing, every um, glory and blessing has to be distributed. You cannot distribute something unless there's a source. So that source is housed in a place, in a house, in a tabernacle, in a temple, um, in an ark. And so that it can be distributed as needed based on purpose, based on purpose, based on purpose. So the anointing represents purpose. A lot of people think it's the oil. A lot of people think it's the wine. A lot of people think it's um, the priesthood and, and laying on of hands and this and that. Um, those are acts that distribute that blessing or that source. Everything has an origination, a, a, a point of origin. And so, but the, the anointing is the purpose that actually executes that source. Every source has to be executed through an administration, through governmental order. And so I just want to break it down a little bit. But what he was showing me last week was that imagine, I don't know if you're familiar with double Dutch. And if you're not familiar with double Dutch, um, I always thought I was the best at it, but I wasn't. I was a little girl and I was always the littlest girl out of the group, always the smallest. No matter what the age was, I was always the smallest and just so tiny. But I always thought I was so good at it. But those ropes are long. Those ropes are big. And there's two people on each end swinging two ropes, two people on each end swinging two ropes to a rhythm, to a beat. And you have to not only catch the beat, but you have to not tangle those ropes. So as the Lord was showing me last week, I just want, if you don't know what double dutch is, um, just Google it and you'll have an idea of what it is. So as the double dutch, as the double dutch ropes are going, they're going, they're going, they're going. Imagine that there's one person on one end and one person on the other end swinging the rope, swinging the rope. The Holy Spirit is one person on the end. Jesus is one person on the end. And the anointing is the person jumping in. The anointing is on the sideline. You thought I was gonna say the anointing is the rope. The anointing is not is, is the rope. You are the rope. So the anointing is the person on the outside waiting for their turn to jump in. And that's what the Lord showed me. The anointing is waiting. So when you're waiting on that rope, you're waiting for the perfect time and you you kind of, you know, balance yourself to get ready to jump in because you know you got you got to hit the rhythm, you got to hit the beat. And the Lord was showing me the anointing is ready to jump into your life and make a sound, make a noise and cause victory and, and cause momentum and cause motion and rhythm in your life for not only um, leisure activities, not only for you to have fun, not only for you to have enjoyment, for, but for you to exercise yourself in that enjoyment and in that fun. So I just wanted to share that with you. I thought that that was kind of cute how the Lord showed that to me in the spirit. Just Google double dutch if you don't know what it is. But anyway, the presence of God has to be acknowledged. We have to continue to acknowledge his presence. He wants to move us into a place of real purpose. And so, like I spoke of before, that's what the, the, the reason for the podcast, Dimensions of Greatness, is to usher the people of God into a place of real purpose. No more talking, no more fantasizing, no more um, wishing, but tangible assets, tangible fulfillment, tangible works in the kingdom of God 
for a time such as this. So there's real purposes that need to be fulfilled that God's saying they're not being fulfilled. You have the anointing on the sideline waiting to jump in the rope, waiting to jump in the rope and the ropes are turning and you're the rope. You turn and you turn and you turn it, but you're not letting the anointing jump in so that you can keep the steady momentum and fulfill the purposes of God in your life. So that's what we're going to do. Last week, we talked about building upon the anointing Levi part three. I spoke about the tribe of Levi, how it was anointed by God to perfect and ordain a foundational purpose. I'm going to talk about that foundational purpose today in very beautiful, great detail. Today is going to be very different because there's revelation alerts coming from all over the place. Every time I have a revelation, I'm going to say revelation alert. Beep, beep, beep. <laughs> I'm not going to do the beat, but I'm going to say revelation alert. <laughs> revelation alert means that the spirit of the Lord has revealed something that you may not have fully heard before. You may have heard parts of it, but you didn't understand the scope of it. So I, before I get into my revelation alerts, they're going to be coming left and right. Boom, boom, boom. Um, that's my gifting. That's my calling. I am a revelator and the Lord deals with me through revealing Christ from the beginning to the end, from the foundation to the end. I'm not an Old Testament buff. I'm not a New Testament buff. The Lord shows me how it all comes together, the big picture. And so through the dimension of greatness, meaning fulfilling the purpose of your life, um, through the word of God, uh, these revelations will be revealed. So last week we talked about the tribe of Levi. Remember, Levi is three, the third son. He was anointed by God to perfect and ordain a foundational purpose. Isaiah 61 and one, the spirit of the Lord of the spirit of the Lord God is upon me because because the Lord has anointed me to preach the gospel, because is the purpose, because is the reason. The anointing is the reason, it's the purpose. It's not the power that makes you, the power is the power. The spirit is the spirit. The anointing is a purpose being fulfilled for the kingdom of God on behalf of God. And so he enables you to fulfill it. That's what the anointing is. He had uh, sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of prison to them that are bound. So those are four different dimensions. I'm not gonna go into those just yet because those veer off into ministry attributes. And I've, I don't wanna get into ministry attributes right now. I just wanna talk about the system. I wanna talk about the design and the mind of God when he set it up this way and why? Because you're not gonna go forward in ministry and tap into these anointings or be able to utilize these revelations if you don't understand the foundation in the system. And I'm surprised that so many people are not aware. I wasn't aware. And I'm glad and thankful to God that he, he began to show me. But someone called me last night. I would love to um, I reveal this person's identity, but I don't know if they want to be revealed. So I'm not going to do it just yet. But they asked me, um, you know, to, to break down a little bit more about the anointing versus the Holy Spirit and how they are different. And this person didn't know that the anointing is not the Holy Ghost. But the Lord told the disciples to wait until the Holy Ghost has come. You know, the Holy Holy Ghost and speaking in tongues and all of that is a different dispensation than when the anointing was actually established. So we know that because we know David was anointed king. We know that the oil of flowed from Aaron's beard. We know that this anointing took place and this oil was here and that took place. And so the, the, the gist of it is, is to find out why. And so we've been talking about the three the 12 sons and we're on number three. The first son, Reuben, represented the creation. God is going to create a new thing in you. The second son represents the government. You can have a gift, you can have a calling, you can have a business, you can have a ministry, but you have to have it 
um, distributed through that governmental housing system I was telling you about that houses the promises. That's what Simeon represents. So Simeon was confronted with a spirit of hatred at birth when uh, Leah said that um, Jacob hated her. So the enemy used the spirit of hatred to keep Simeon from fully possessing the promises. And that's why Simeon and Levi, their prophetic blessing given by their father was done simultaneously. At the same time, Levi means to attach, to twine, to unite, to untie and to unite and or to remain, to borrow, to obligate, to lend or to abide. So Levi means I'm going to attach an anointing to you. I'm going to attach a blessing to you. Not only that, I'm going to untie and unattach myself from the curse. Anytime there's an, an anointing to destroy the yoke, there's a curse there that needs to be broken, needs to be detached, needs to be uh, dismembered and dismantled. And so that's where the word dismantle comes from, the mantle of God, a prophetic mantle, an evangelical mantle, um, a teaching mantle, a praying mantle. It's going to dismantle the curse or the governmental order spoken against you. There are blessings housed in the governmental structure of God. There are curses housed in the kingdom of darkness. The Bible says that there are spiritual wickedness in high places. There are rulers of darkness. So they have a governmental structure just like the kingdom of God. That's why the Lord told us when we pray to pray that the kingdom of God would be fulfilled Fulfilled fulfillment comes from the promise fulfillment being pulled from a house. It's being pulled as a substance into a place. It's being dispersed. And so for anything to be dispersed, it has to have a source. It has to have a, a place of origination. And so he says that there are spiritual wickedness in high places. There are um, principles, powers, rulers, principalities, all those things. Where do you think those things live? Where do you think they're pulling their will from? Where do you think a witch pulls her will from? The witch is pulling his or her demonic assignment from a governmental structure that allots them power to do that. And so we have the same responsibility to pull on the promises of God, attach it to the anointing and fulfill the will of God on earth as it is in heaven. That's why he said, let the kingdom of God be fulfilled on earth as it is in heaven. So, um, just before I leave Levi and get into Judah, I want to um, know, uh, discuss the legacy of Levi, how Levi was intended to be remembered before I get into the revelation. Malachi 2 and 4 says, ye shall know that I have sent this commandment unto you, that my covenant might be with Levi, saith the Lord of hosts. Ye shall know that I have sent this commandment unto you. God is saying, I need you to know this is my word. I'm saying this. My covenant is with Levi. My covenant is with number three, saith the Lord of hosts. My covenant was with him of life and peace. I gave them to him for the fear wherewith he feared me and was afraid before my name. The law of truth was in his mouth and iniquity was not found in his lips. He walked with me in peace and equity and did turn many away from iniquity. Now this is a prophet Malachi and um, he's saying that this is the, le the legacy of Levi. This is how we're supposed to remember before the New Testament, before the unctioning in of, of different glories and graces, that this is how Levi is to be remembered, that the covenant is with Levi. So for anyone to go through our Christian walk and believe that we don't have to understand who the 12 sons of, of Jacob is, are, then we are mistaken because there are promises and powers in God released from every son. I'm going to prove it. I got a good word today. 
This is why the word refers to the order of Melchizedek. This is why there's a person in the Bible named Melchizedek. There's an order of Melchizedek, meaning there's a system, a, a strategy, a housing structure, a whole lot of great dimensions that come from the order of Melchizedek. There's not much known about him, but we know that he was priest and king. We know that he was priest and king. How can he be priest and king? Nobody can be priest and king except Jesus. There was a man, there was a king in the in the Old Testament, I want to say Chronicles, Book of Kings, that he tried to sacrifice in the temple like a priest, but he was a king and God struck him with leprosy. And he was a great king until he tried to merge those two glories. Why was he punished by God? Because three, the son of Levi, meaning to establish, and four, the son of the, I'm sorry, the uh, Levi representing uh, the third son of Jacob and four, uh, the, the kingly anointing from Judah. We know that all kings come from the bloodline of Judah, the fourth son. God wasn't ready for you to mix those two anointings because they both have great purpose. I'm going to discuss that right now. I have beautiful, beautiful, beautiful revelation. Let's just get on into the revelation alert. <laughs> okay. So, so today we're discussing a design. We're discussing your design an architectural anointing to live in greatness and to receive the blessing of God for your life. The name of this message is your design and architectural anointing. So in order to build anything, the architect has to design it. And so I want to talk about the design God has for you. Ephesians 2 and 19. Now, therefore, you are no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God and of the household of God. What is the household of God? I was just telling you that there are blessings, promises, anointings, powers, graces stored in a governmental structure established as a household and a household structure. Every glory has to be pulled from a place. Just imagine a big gigantic mansion. In my house are many mansions. Always remember that. Number verse 20, you're built up upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. Now, when it says Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone, he's saying Jesus, the person, Christ, the anointing. So he's already saying that there's a person with an anointing. There's a person with a purpose. There's a person with a purpose. Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. So in order for us to build up in our lives, you want to be a media mogul. You want to be a real estate mogul. You want to be an, um, a missionary and go all over the world and do the work of the Lord. No matter what it is you're called to do, whether it's you're called to be a worship leader, an anointed worship leader. By the way, I want everybody to go listen to David Dam. Uh, he is a worship leader in Africa. I was so blessed by him. As a matter of fact, I was studying Samuel and he has a song called Ebenezer. And um, when I was researching Ebenezer and, you know, the God being our help, which is what Ebenezer stands for, um, that revelation ties into what we're teaching today. But um, I found his song Ebenezer and I also follow the ministry that he is a part of. And so that's how I was able to stumble across it. Listen to him. He's an anointed worship leader. The song is called Ebenezer. It's beautiful. Beautiful. It talks about the Lord being your help, God helping us, God being our breakthrough, God being our favor. I was really blessed by that. So his name is a minister, a worship leader, David Dam. Okay. Verse 21, in whom all the building, in whom all the building fitly framed together groweth unto a holy temple unto the Lord. 
So that's talking about Christ being the chief cornerstone. So it's talking about a building. It's talking about an architectural design. That is architecture. There's something being designed with this phrase, with this passage. So this episode is for those that know that God wants to accomplish something in you. You know that God wants to accomplish something great in you, not mediocre, not um anything casual, but something grand, something great, something purposeful. You need a release of revelation to help you build an understanding of the presence that's necessary to do that, the purpose that's necessary to do that, and the power that's necessary to do that. Okay. Remember I told you that Levi means to attach, join. He represents a spirit of love. And so Simeon, the second son, represents government and promise. Those two came together. They attempted to join themselves together in order to incorporate, but but it was dysfunctional. So God is going to remove anything dysfunctional in our lives through this establishment of glory. So this is a revelation alert. This is the time of the open door and the open heaven, saith the Lord. God is saying, ask of me what you will, and I'm going to design a structure and architectural anointing to reveal my will for you according to this word. The Bible says, uh, therefore, thus saith the Lord God, behold, I lay in Zion for a foundation, a stone, a tried stone, a precious cornerstone, a sure foundation, he that believeth shall not make haste. So this is the time to believe the word of the Lord. This is talking about an open heaven, an open door, according to a structure, according to a system. I lay in Zion, a foundation, a stone, a tried stone, a precious cornerstone. Now, listen very closely. This is going to be beautiful. John the Baptist. The Bible says there's no other greater. Why did the Bible say there's no other greater? Because he prepared the way of the Lord. It's not just necessarily because he prepared the way of the Lord. It's very beautiful revelation that I'm going to share here. In those days, this is Matthew chapter three, three meaning to establish. In those days came John the Baptist preaching in the wilderness of Judea. Judea means Judah. Judah is the fourth son. You have John the Baptist preaching in the wilderness of the land of the fourth son. So you have a Levi anointing going into Judah, the fourth son. This is as he's about to baptize our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. John the Baptist is a Levite, but he's going into the wilderness of Judah. Judah is the fourth son of Jacob. He's saying, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. For this is he that was spoken of by the prophet Isaiah saying, the voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord. To make a long story short, I don't have enough time, but this is a great chapter. Jesus and John have dialogue. He says, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance, but he that cometh after me is mightier than I, whose shoes I am not worthy to bear. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and fire. So he's talking about three dimensions, water, Holy Ghost, fire. But the point I'm making is that John had to come from the third tribe. He had to come from Levi because Jesus comes from Judah. So and I want everyone to believe and understand that the 12 anointings from the 12 tribes represent 
power. They represent purpose. They represent presence. So Jesus and John begin to have dialogue. It says in verse 13, then come Jesus from Galilee to Jordan unto John. Galilee, study that. Jordan, study that. Jordan means ascending and descending. So as Jesus is coming, the anointing is descending and descending. You can't see it. It's invisible, but it's there. The anointing is ascending and descending. And John baptizes him. John forbade him saying, I cannot baptize you. I am not worthy to baptize you. This is why he said, I can't even tie your shoes. But just listen to what Jesus told him. Jesus told him, suffer it to be so now, for thus it becometh us to fulfill all righteousness. So God is saying today, if you follow the order that I ordained originally from the 12 sons, one is creation from Reuben, two is government from Simeon, the gates of government, three is the anointing that needs to be on your business, needs to be on your ministry, needs to be on your marriage, needs to be in your home. That's the purpose of God. That's what the anointing is in essence, the purpose. Then he says, for I'll bring the royal anointing. I'll bring the priestly anointing merged with the kingdom anointing and I'll turn on royalty. I'll turn on riches. Now, if you look at Ephesians, Paul talks about spiritual riches, spiritual blessings. He says that he will seat us in, in wealthy places in Christ Jesus. That's the royal anointing. As we get into Judah, we'll talk about that more. But I just wanted everyone to know Samuel, once again, was a Levite. He ordained David the tribe of Judah. So God is going in order saying one, two, three, four. He did it with Samuel. He originally ordained or anointed Saul as king, but Saul was rejected. When we get to Benjamin, Saul comes from the tribe of Benjamin. When we get to Benjamin, I will explain why Saul came from Benjamin, because it seems that that was out of order if God is going in order. But when, that's neither here nor there. We'll discuss that at a later time. But he then says, no, David, we're going to go in order. God says, we're going to go leave a uh, Reuben, Simeon, Levi, Judah. That's the apostolic order for any blessing to be established in your life. We're going to talk about it more. I just wanted to get you a tidbit. Go ahead and study that. Have a blessed week. Have a dimension of greatness. Study the tribe of Levi and establish an architectural anointing.